Hello and welcome to Rigore, the Italian football podcast that likes to take an upside-down look at the Serie A and Serie B at league tables. I'm Marco Rinaldi and I'm joined by my footballing expert cousin Giancarlo. That's very kind of you to call me a footballing expert, Marco. That's not what you normally call me, but it's very, a very kind introduction. Um, well, it, we've got quite a lot to, to cover this weekend, but um, I'm going to start with uh, changing the words to a certain song and say, Ho visto Quaradona, because Napoli are making some waves and their new signing, whose name I am not going to say, his full name, uh, it, he looks like something really special to me. Kvitsa Quaradskilia, what's your problem with that, Marco? <laughs> exactly, it's yeah. when it trips off the trips off the tongue. No, that, that was brilliant. I mean, I, I, I think we tone thing down is two games into the season. Yeah. I don't think you can get too carried away. But you know, he's made an impact and so have the other new faces as well. And I think it it is a rejuvenation process going on there at, at Napoli. I, mean, I mm-hmm. did a some um sort of season preview stuff for Football Italian and you know was part of it was looking at Napoli and that kind of, it did feel like the end of an era, definitely. You know, you got Koulibaly going, Senior going, Mertens going. You know, these are players that have written big pages in, in Napoli's history. But I do think, I quite like what they're doing. Although I, I know the fans didn't like it. I'm sure probably they've changed their tune yeah. now because, you know, because it started off so well. But I, I think um, it's an example, a bit like Milan in a different way, but of thinking outside the box in terms of your um, acquisitions. So, you know, there weren't a lot of people, perhaps for pronunciation issues, looking at Gvaraskelia, but he's come in and made a real impact. And I don't think, you know, Italian teams are not going to be able to buy the biggest names in the world, at least for the foreseeable future. So to go out, although he is one of the biggest names in the world, if you're <laughs> if you're being absolutely literal, I suppose. <laughs> but you know, he's not he's not one of the biggest names in footballing terms, and you know they they're making an impact. So if you can do things a little differently, scout differently, whatever it is that they're doing, you know, I mean, I don't doubt that they'll end up maybe signing for other bigger teams in due course. But you know, you got to you got to think a little. Differently, I think you know, and that's why, because it seems a bit. I find the approach of some of the other bigger clubs a bit jaded, and you know, I, I, I mean, I'm sure if I was an Inter fan, I'd be excited about Lukaku coming back. If I'm a Juventino, I love to see Di Maria, but you know, it, it feels a bit like you know the the old. You know, when they're tried and tested, they're great, great players, but it's quite exciting to see. I, I think you know. A, a, a different breed coming through and try to do things differently because no point keeping doing what they've been doing. So, yeah, exciting times if you're a Napoli fan. Yeah, it is, it is different. Obviously, it doesn't always work because it's a strategy that Venezia know very well. and <laughs> you, you can certainly sign some duffers as well using that strategy. But what is exciting to me, and like you say, I'm sure no Napoli fans are getting carried away yet. They've not exactly been tested properly yet, but they do look good. And it's a while since I've seen a player like him that, you know, I I didn't know anything about him before. And he, he really does, look, you know, he seems to have exploded onto the Serie A scene. Um, and I hope for the sake of the league that he can continue to 
to I mean his first goal today was an absolute beauty but it wasn't the best goal of the weekend of course no no I think I mean although it was it was it was an absolute cracker and just to 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 dwell on 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 Napoli for a minute I think he's coming in a team that's quite you know, an exciting young team all, all around him as well. Mm-hmm. But his exploits, yes, as you say, were to me anyway outshone by Mimo Berardi with a, I mean, a goal for the ages. We know he's got a wonderful left foot, not a not a classic game, but one of those ones. You see them from time to time. I mean, I felt I felt some sympathy for the <laughs> for the visiting defence because they thought they'd cleared the corner yeah. pretty well, and then he just unleashed an absolute. Cracking volley, left footy low, past the goalkeeper, and you know, I think even he looked astounded. Everybody looked astounded. I mean, not that he doesn't have that in his locker, but you know, it was an absolute cracking goal, and it it made me think. You know, after all, he's he's been linked with I don't know how many clubs and how many moves away, but you know, maybe for his career, has he been better just staying at staying at Sassuolo and somewhere where he's sort of the undisputed star. And, you know, he does his stuff and maybe there's a lesson there for some players that, you know, want away, go away so quickly. Maybe I would say that as a Fiorentina fan <laughs> who's seen who's seen many players leave, you know, and, and, you know, with mixed results, you know, some have done well, some haven't done so well. Um, but, but you know, he certainly did that. I, I did see some... Some cruel jibes saying, "Why couldn't he have done that for Italy when he had his yeah. when he had his chance to take us to to the World Cup?" But you know, I think his his career shows it. You know, as I say, I don't think I don't think I don't know why you should look down your nose at somebody. There seems to be, I suppose, if you're a fan of a big team, maybe you would and say, "Well, you know, so what? He scored five hundred twelve well, goals about, for Sassuolo." But exactly. I mean, I suppose it's about you know, some people would see it as. A lack of ambition, I suppose. What's he going to win in his career at Sassuolo? Not all likely. Um, whereas if he went to one of these bigger clubs, he wouldn't be the star. He wouldn't be getting every game, but he might win some trophies. But you know, he clearly just enjoys playing there. The team it, it knows him. It's built around him in a way. And yeah, it, and we spoke about it a bit towards the end of last season as well. If he was going to move, where should he move to? Because he was being linked to. In Milan and and some other clubs as well, and we were sort of saying that really, a player like him needs that. It, it, like going to one of the big big clubs, I don't think it would be good for him uh, anyway. Even if he was to leave Sassuolo, so yeah, probably I imagine he's going to stay there now. I can't see him uh, leaving in the future. It, it just feels quite. I mean, I'm an old romantic, so it just feels quite a sort of antidote to a lot of what goes on in in football now really you know we see it all the time that the players as soon as they hit one good shot they they they're sort of kind of eh, agitating for a move you know the agent yeah. says he's you know he's going here he's going there and you know I, I find it quite tiresome when you're when you're as i say when you're a fan of a sort of middle tier Club that's that's your fate is to is to watch your star player and it, it it sort of harks back a bit to me again being an old nostalgic and sort of the, your Giancarlo Antonioni that stayed at Fiorentina even though different times entirely of course and the, you know the money wasn't the same but there's still you know he could have made more he could certainly have won more by leaving Fiorentina and he chose not to and I I, I just as I say I find it quite admirable in a, in a way that somebody would kind of pin their colours 
to yeah, to absolutely. a to a mast, and you know, and say that's that's my team. You know, a bit you know the same different different setup. It down because you're going away and being around, but with the Piscina going back to to Monza as well. I, I just as I said, you know, there's not a lot of room for sentiment or emotion in in modern football. It is all about big money, and you know who's got the the most mega rich owner with the the fewest the fewest morals, but um, you know that that's that's the way of the that's the way of the football world. So anything that kind of kicks back against that is is nice in in my eyes. But I mean, the long and short of it, absolute world he scored. And if you haven't seen it yet, get here. You know that's what Google was invented for. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I'll try and if I remember, I'll put a link to the yeah yeah the, yeah, to yeah, the goal yeah, yeah in the podcast uh, bio. And um, elsewhere in Serie A, of course, it was the Tuscan Derby. Um, how did that go? I didn't actually see that. <laughs> was, uh, but um, it doesn't look like a mystery. No, no. Uh, comatose at the Castellani, I think, was the, was the subheading of that one. The most exciting thing was the referee had to be replaced midway through the second half. The referee got injured. It was a 10-minute hold-up, and they had, to, oh. they had to bring on... Someone else, but beyond that, it was uh, I know it was a very tedious game, and it it wasn't it wasn't really helped. I, th- I think Sebastiano Luperto got sent off midway through the second half by the the new referee. He was called back actually by VAR. Uh, Jovic got through was 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 t- tugged back, um, and initially gave him a yellow card. But then I mean I don't know. How he could he was about ten yards past the last two defenders, yeah. so I don't quite know how he was in doubt that it was. To be fair, I suppose the guy had dropped up, not expecting to referee the game, and suddenly he was. Um, so got it wrong, but VAR corrected that they sent him off. But unfortunately, that I mean, it spoiled what was already a pretty poor game in that Empoli really just crowded their own penalty box and and didn't have any ambition. And you're old. Uh, your old gaffer got sent off at the end as well, but oh, was an eighty, so you know lost the lost the lost the heat. I don't know if it was for shouting at one of his own players again, or if it was <laughs> for something else this time. But uh, you know he got his marching orders. But a very a very dull game, I think. Um, Italiano's got one eye on this conference league game. There's no doubt FC twenty. So you know I, I was um, I was actually driving down the road before the game kicked off. And uh, my son was trying to get me to predict the Fiorentina lineup, and I mean, I've been watching football a long time, but I got it completely wrong because he, he messed around with the starting yeah. lineup again. I think he just tinkered too much. Really, they didn't they didn't look at it at all for uh, in most of the game. Uh, Ricardo Sotil, who's had a great start to the season, didn't start. He, he he just seemed to mess around with the side a bit too much. And Empoli's an organised side. And and you know Fiorentina didn't have much to trouble them, but as I say, I think they've got a, a definitely got more than one eye on 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 that yeah. that midweek game with twenty. It sits you know delicately poised again. Typical Fiorentina two 0 and cruising, and then you know managed to mess it up to to leave it in the balance. So you know, that that should be a a cracking game because twenty is a decent side as well, and I think Fiorentina were really. Putting their eggs into that basket early on in the early on in the season, and I, I mean I've talked for quite a long time about it, but the the Tuscan derby was was pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, elsewhere in the table, and more towards the the top end of the table, I suppose Inter continue their winning run, but um, 
Milan lost, dropped some points against Atalanta. Um, Juve uh, still to play this weekend, but got off to a winning start last weekend. Looked a bit more like maybe the Juve of old, I would say, last week. But I, yeah, I think they, I, I thought they started sluggishly actually mm. in that game, but you know, eventually, once they got their goal, they they clicked. And yeah, no, they're definitely. I mean, they've got a squad, although uh, I see that you know they're severely depleted by injuries. So you know, th- th- it might not be, it might not be an easy game for them. People be listening to this after the event, probably, and they've cruised, mm. they've cruised to a five 0 win. But um, you know, the early omens were not were not great. A lot of players, a lot of players sidelined. But I mean, I think they've got a an absolute obligation, Juve, to to have a tilt at the at the title, given. Given how poor they've been, given the money they've spent, given the players they've got, given the quality of Serie A as we've touched upon many times, you know, I think they they have to. And Inter, as you say, they, they steamroller really was uh, the old Lukaku Lautaro. I don't mm. know if you saw that goal, but it was a lovely build up. By Lukaku set one up for Lautaro, and then it was pretty much a stroll for. Inter after that, so yeah, no, they're 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 going great. Because I want to ask you a quick quiz question, Marco, and I see if you know this. This is this is not this is not my knowledge. By this is stolen knowledge off the okay. internet. You via, well, no, I should, I should, because you've got to credit people. Opta Paolo, um, okay. you may know, you may have seen the stat already, but uh, Marco, Marco, you're misspelled namesake Arnautovic yes. um, who, who, I mean you share nothing in common with other than other than the name uh, scored uh, again for Bologna um, uh, the first uh, he's the first Bologna player to score in the opening two rounds of Serie A since who? Who was Signore? it? Nope but, uh, but you're uh, I mean go higher in terms of the quality, Baggio. absolutely. Roberto Baggio was the last man in 1998, I think it was, was the last man to score for Bologna in the opening two games of a Serie A season. So that's probably the only thing that Arnautovic and Baggio have got in, co- <laughs> yeah, in common so. as well. But I mean, one in the eye for Manchester United. Yeah. They should have maybe should have maybe got over their. Uh, their great the moral stance that they took in not signing Again, speaking of players that are at the right level, you feel that Bologna is the sort of right level of club for Arnautovic. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he seems uh, to have found a bit of a home there yeah. and is, the, the play fits his style. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, it's like, uh, I think it's like Tom Alri getting out of yeah. that dud Venice set up and exactly. getting to getting to a team that can actually play football where he can score goals every week. Just hang on a minute, I'm in control at this point. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Bring it to an end. <laughs> sorry, very quickly. I got carried away there. Uh, well, speaking since you since you brought us up, yeah. um, you listeners might be able to hear a slightly more jovial and happy tone to my voice because. For the first time in a long time, we actually won a game. <laughs> yeah, but but, I, should, I should have given you the Rigori podcast drum roll there. Exactly. <laughs> Venezia won. Um, but it didn't look like it for a long time. We were playing Sutiro, who have just been promoted. We've just been relegated. So there should be a pretty big gulf in class between the two teams. And although we dominated possession, we looked completely sterile in attack until 
about the 60th minute when Sutiro, of course, took the lead with about their only chance of the game. Um, and at that stage, it looked like it was going to be a typical Venezia performance. But suddenly, we brought Cuisance on, changed the attack. We brought our new Finnish striker, Poyan Palo, on. And, and suddenly, we started attacking and shooting. And we scored the equaliser near the end. And then 95th minute, it was no goal, but who cares? Uh, we, we grabbed the winner. So, you know, a, a vital win in terms of you don't want to be losing, certainly, to a team like that if you've got playoff ambitions. And hopefully it just settles the team down and, and gives them a bit more confidence as well. Yeah. Um, Cuisance's goal in particular was another nice left-footed yeah, yeah. finish from the edge of the ball. I'm so. just laughing because Palo's not a great name to have. No. Palo for, for, Ita- no. for non-Italian speakers, Palo means boost. So it's not a great name for a striker, but hopefully he'll not hit the Puyam Palo too many <laughs> yeah. times. He'll find, exactly. he'll, find, he'll find the net. No, I was, I was watching updates as I was watching the Atalanta Milan game I was watching updates from Venezia and when I saw that they'd gone behind to Sudtirol I actually thought you know let's just knock it on the head let's cancel the <laughs> podcast it's not fair to, to torture Marco anymore but then luckily the two the two goals went in to turn things around and that makes the, the league table looks much uh, much more healthy and I noticed that it's um, an old hero of ours, Fabio Grosso's Frosinone, that are setting the pace in in, in Serie B. So it's it's going to be, as always, a tough old a tough old league, a hard hard battle to get out of. And you know, if you think that Frosinone is not the not the you know the most storied team in in that division. So there's a lot of other clubs will fancy yeah, it's, it's knocking them off their a... knocking them off their perch. So I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough. A tough one, but good. That good for you that Venezia ground out some some points there early on because you need to get. I, I always think in that division you need a solid foundation. Hard to you know if you get dragged down into my very hard to very yeah. hard to get out of, and it doesn't matter you know that you've come from Serie. It doesn't seem to work like. I mean, I don't know. You know, in England they seem to get these parachute payments mm. that then almost always it's the same teams that Bob up and down, but, you know, I don't know in Italy, I don't think they give the same level of payment. You do get, you do get a payment, but yeah, yeah, it's obviously not it's, in the same it's league. Not, yeah. It's not in the same level, so, you know, these teams are not then going to be the same the same size, and it's just such an ultra-competitive league that, you know, it's very hard to, so you're right, that was three vital points for Venezia, even at this early stage of the season, just to give a base to, you know, I don't know if they'll bounce straight back up because, as I say, it's a tough league, but at least it gives you a base to, to hopefully try and have a crack at the playoffs. At the very, well, yeah, at the very and least. exactly. You, it, it gives, and also, as a fan, I, you know, I'm not the only one that, that would have been wanting a victory. We've not had a victory that mattered in a long time. So, um, no, it was good. And yeah, hopefully, as you say, it builds a base, it gives the players some confidence. And I think he's still trying to find his best team so hopefully um he will he will manage to do that uh, and and we'll go on a bit of a run that would be that'd be nice two victories in a row yeah that, that would be that would be great well i would give this it would give this unusual upbeat air uh, exactly. more often to the podcast whereas there's always i mean i'm a bit downbeat because uh, you know really uh, i expect fiorentina to win every tuscan derby it doesn't matter 
who it's against, the Empoli, Siena, Pisa, Lucchese, bring them all on. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take three points off off any of them. But you know, that was, so it wasn't. It was a pretty turgid affair for me. So at least there was some there was some happiness to the podcast. There, there will be a there will be a week, I'm sure, where we both get to celebrate. Oh, be, oh what a podcast! Oh, that'd, that'd be. be the golden that'd be the gold edition. We'll let that we'll let that one run for an hour and fifteen. Exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll we'll wrap this one up anyway. I'm I'm off to uh, celebrate that that huge win. And uh, we'll be back next week, obviously, with more chat about about Italian football. But if you enjoyed the episode, please do like and subscribe and follow and all of that sort of stuff. Tell your friends. Uh, And yeah, do follow us on uh, Twitter. We do run some polls and stuff during the week. So yeah, if you want to join in on that, that would be great as well. And we'll speak to you next week.